to Wrestling University. I'm excited to be back. I'm here as always with Dr. Tom Pritchard. We've had a bit of a hiatus, but we're ready to hit the ground running. Tom, how are you doing? Doing great, Joe. Good to have you back. Excellent. Good to be back also. Good to be back. Tom, this week, I want to get your opinion on, just because we had a little bit, you know, a, a, a week's break, a couple of weeks break, and I just want to check in. And I think a lot of students are nervous about you know, how much the business has changed and how much it's changing with COVID and, you know, who knows how long it's going to be like this with no audiences in certain companies. Do you have any thoughts or predictions on what's going to happen to wrestling or how students can prepare given the uncertainty that's ahead of them? It is something I've thought about, and I've said this from the onstart. I don't know how this thing's going to end up, but I see the way... It's going now, and it's always been that anybody who steps into the ring when it's being televised has to know where the cameras are, where to position, and body language. Keep your head up, um, taking your time, things of this sort. I think, let me, let me rephrase that, I hope that during this time that uh, the guys have had the opportunity to work in front of cameras, in front of empty arenas as well, they might have learned how to slow down. They might have learned how to pace. But it's still going to be important uh, once the crowds come back. And over here in uh, the U.S., there, there's a couple states that are opening up for business uh, within the next month or two. Uh, but the, the concept doesn't change. New talent and new blood is what the business needs. It's what it's always looking for. It's looking for the next uh, wave. It's looking for the next uh, uh, person, talent that's out there that'll draw people because you, you really do need to have people in the arena to get that fire, to get that spark. And, and as a performer, uh, that's what you're looking for. So as far as how it's going to turn out, I know there's been a couple companies over here that have closed and, WWE keeps rolling right along because they have a good business model. And their idea is first to make money. It's a publicly traded company. So I think the biggest takeaway, or the biggest thing that everybody's looking for is the new talent. And hopefully the talent that's been out there has been uh, uh, able to get some kind of matches or stay in shape or get some kind of work and uh, be ready when their, their time is coming because it, it is coming. Do you think now is a more difficult time for new talent getting into the business uh, now that this is all going on? Or do you think it's an opportunity, potentially, now that there's been kind of a reset? Or do you think it depends on the situation, on the individual? I, yeah, everything. It all depends on the situation. Um, you, the The... Problem with new talent breaking in now is there's no, there was no real place to go to to learn and to get on the job training. The way you really learn this business is doing it and, and getting in the ring live uh, and listening to the crowd, listening to the reaction you get, um, but also knowing what you're doing. So yeah, it's it's, it's been tough, but at the same time, uh, we've had people come to JPWA and I tell them all the time this is this is the way it is you have to know how to adapt 
And I've had both sides of the coin, those who, who are driven and go after it and make the, the trips outside their area where there might be more opportunity. And then I've had those who just don't really care that much. Well, that's where it, it's uh, received and perceived, perceived. So uh, I think it really still depends on the kind of person you are. If you really want this, if you really want anything, if you put your head to it, put your mind to it, you can get it. I truly believe that. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. So I, I think it all still lies within the individual. If you really want to do professional wrestling, you really want to get into it. Uh, the only one holding you back is you. I mean, I've heard it time after time after time that you can't do this. You won't do this. You, you just don't have what it takes. But then you have people who say, no, I'm going to show you. Not only do I have what it takes, I'll do whatever it takes to, to make my dream come true. So I think it really just I think it does depend on the person and the drive and uh, what you're looking to accomplish. It's interesting you say that, Tom, because like I'm, I'm really we've kind of spoke a few times about kind of, you know, not just wrestling, but, you know, we spoke about the kind of the ideas behind the secret and, and stuff like that. Just a few kind of interesting concepts and something that I've noticed from a lot of like business and financial uh, heads and things like that, and things that they say is that it's the people who tend to invest during a recession are the ones that benefit when you come out of a recession. And this, I try to tell my students, look, when you're not at, when this is, there's a bit of downtime wrestling and there's not the same opportunities, those who invest now are really going to reap the rewards when things come back. Would you agree with that? Or is it a flawed statement? Oh, or what do you think? I, I agree 100%. People are going to ask you, what were you doing with your time off? Were you hitting the gym? Of course, they're going to ask the questions, but they can see the results. The proof is in the pudding. Uh, did you hit the gym? Did you study? Were you keeping up with what's going on? Um, that that says it all. I agree 100%. If you invest in yourself and you invest in, in learning and moving forward, uh, some people just sat around and did absolutely nothing during this time um and i've seen them come in and out of our school too they, they they'll stop by for one day and say i'll see you tomorrow and uh two months down the road uh they'll stop back in so yeah it it, it really is up to the individual and if you do uh if you put the work in during the time off uh everyone will see it everyone that matters will see it and a lot of people say, yeah, but I couldn't. There was no place to go. No, I don't believe that. You can still find a way. Where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. I believe in that. Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to, just from what you were saying there about one thing that we've maybe not touched on hugely is you, you mentioned it there. You said, are you keeping up to date with what's going on? And I think that's really important as well. And I, I, I could give you some of my own experience about how that's been so important for me in that before you know lockdown and COVID and all this, like, I have to admit, I did not watch all the matches. I watched most of the matches. But I've always heard this thing about top talent saying, 
watch all the matches. And I've been fortunate enough to work with Kurt Angle. I've shared locker rooms with, you know, a lot of big names. And the ones who are the top talents watch every match. Like, Kurt Angle watched every match on an indie show that he was on. And it's one of these things that we hear and you go, oh, well, we should probably do that. But how much does it actually matter? And here's from my own experience. So before lockdown and COVID, I watched most of the matches, but not all of them. And I was trying to figure out, you know, if I really want to get over here, in Ring of Honor, in this environment, you know, I, I felt like the, the puzzle piece was missing. I couldn't quite put my finger on what it is. But now that I'm kind of trapped in Scotland for the moment, I've become like an analyst while I'm not wrestling. So I kind of break down the shows once a week. And so I see every match, every promo, I see every piece of content they put out. And now that I've done that, I see the, the puzzle as a whole and I now know where I need to fit in. And I just... I, I personally didn't realize the importance of watching all the matches until it was put in front of my face like that. And I felt like an idiot. I felt like, oh my God, if I'd have done this from day one, I would have had, I would have known this was the answer or that was the answer. So to those people listening, please watch all the matches. Tom, have you, do you have any thoughts on the importance of watching the entire card? Yeah. Yeah, it is important. And that's a, uh, that's a lesson Steve Austin got early in his career too. Um, Steve didn't understand that either. He didn't understand to watch all the matches. He he was too busy trying to get his match together. And then Dutch Mantels uh, was booking in Memphis. Don't know if you know the story or not, but he went out and had a match. Dutch watched Steve's match. Steve thought it was pretty good, but he came back and Dutch tore it apart. And then he took a chair and, and called Steve over and put it right at the curtain. He said, I want you to sit here. And watch every match from the beginning to end. The only time I want you to leave this chair is when you have to go to the ring. Very important for a couple reasons. Number one, so you don't repeat what the other guys have done uh, before you. And number two, so you can learn and see how the top guys, uh, see what the top guys are doing, how they got their spot and why they keep that spot. It, it really is, uh, you have to study it, and it's a process doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. And a lot of people think, I don't have to do much. Just go out there and do a few moves, do a few spots, slap my leg, kick, punch, and, and that's all you have to do. But there really is a lot more to it. And uh, you need to be a student of the game. And anybody who, who's been in the business any amount of time will tell you the same thing if they know what they're talking about. Uh, you study what's getting that guy over. You study what's not getting that guy over. Why isn't this guy as over as the other guy? And why is this guy in that spot? And I'm, I'm back here watching him in that spot. I want to be in that main event. So you have to listen. You have to learn. You have to watch. Pay attention. It really is a 24-7 gig. So I agree 100%. Watch all the matches. It's interesting you talked there about the like the consistency of watching all the matches. And it's, it's interesting to me because I feel like we're trying to, as wrestlers, we're trying to solve this big puzzle for how do you get signed? How do you get over? But when you really break it down, Tom, if you said to me, Joe, watch every match, work out every day, practice promos every day, and, and good things are going to happen. And the thing is, I might not have the grand solution of, oh, you can't just tell someone in a sentence, how do you get signed? How do you get noticed? How do you get this? But if, if a trainee wrestler were to watch all the matches, were to work out every day, and were to train regularly, you know, multiple times per week, chances are that the, that that consistency is going to take them to where they wanted to go anyway. It's like The Rock said. He said, 
don't shoot for greatness. He said, be good consistently. And that's what greatness is. Well, that, yeah, that along with paying attention to what you're doing uh, when you're getting booked. And I, I have a great example of a guy who just did that. Um, I'm going to leave the names out to protect the innocent. Yeah. But uh, this guy had been getting booked pretty consistently since he, he trained with us and, and graduated within the first year we, we were in business. And we got him booked around here, around our area, with, with another promoter. But he actually has goals. He has dreams. He has things he wants to achieve. He was finding himself stagnant, and, uh, you know, he makes his own gear. Uh, he, he, he constantly improves and, and tries new stuff. He watches stuff all the time on YouTube, the, on the WWE Network, wherever he can find it. He'll ask questions. He comes in early, he'll stay late. He went to another place just this past weekend uh, on a whim. He, he found out this guy had a private training session. I happen to know the guy. And and he said, would you recommend this or not? And I said, oh, by all means, because this fellow knows what he's talking about. Went down, took his suit, took his trunks, everything just in case. You never know. But just in case. He got on a, on a hell of a show this weekend. Uh, he got seen by a couple Hall of Famers. He got seen by a couple producers for one of the major companies, actually two of the major companies. And talked to him last night. He couldn't believe it. He could not believe just taking that step, traveling nine hours to another state with just just a hunch, just, just for an opportunity to be seen. Didn't know if he was going to get booked, but he made sure to bring a suit. Make sure to bring clean gear and uh, trained. He trained Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. No, Thursday and Sunday. He worked Saturday. That's what it was. And uh, they want him back. But he said, and some of the, a lot of people have been getting extra work out of this guy's um, private training. So that's what we want. Any, any, I think any coach wants his students to be successful. It just, it, it, it looks better for, for the coach. It looks better for the school. It looks great for the student. And uh, to go out and be successful, that's why you came to train in the first place. But if you're finding yourself stagnant, you need to find a way to get out. The trick is finding a way to go someplace good because not everywhere you go is going to be good. And he's experienced that part of it too. This, this time is, is, is why he asked me would he rec would I recommend him going down to this fellow's uh, separate training session? By all means, I would. So, uh, but but if he didn't have that drive, if he would have said, "Oh, I don't want to drive nine hours and get there and not know if I'm going to be able to work or not, or get there and not know what kind of training it really is," he went. He knew he he'd heard the name, knew the name. Uh, I know the guy, and. Uh, it, it turned out pretty good. And that's what you need to do. You can't just stay in one place. You can't be complacent. You have to be looking and you have to have your goals. You have to visualize and you have to know uh, and see yourself in that position. That's what this guy's doing right now.
I would have to one hundred percent agree with you. I know people who have deals that I work with. Um, one of them was had like a a kind of you know a very small spot on a show and drove across the country to be at the next show. And the 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 boss goes, "Oh, wh- wh- what are you doing here? Are you booked?" And they're just like, "No, I just I just wanted to I wanted to be here." And um, they they got they got offered a contract like you know it was the next week or the next month or something like that. And it's just like, you know, it's that attitude goes a long way. It, it really really does. And I've done it many times like with myself. That's that's how I got my Ring of Honor deal. That's how it started. I flew I I flew over to america to do the ring of honor try it which you know that plus hotels and flights and Every- the try it itself you know a couple thousand dollars you know but yeah. hey that's that's paid that's more than paid for itself now it's best financial investment i've ever made i've never heard someone go to a seminar or an opportunity like that with a quality name and come back and go i regret going you know you're going to get some benefit from it it's going to add to your brand and I think yeah. that you make a really good point because it really just does come down to who wants it more, right? It's like I the agree. answers are there. I feel like the answers are right there for people. And it's like if they, that everyone has a point where they go, eh, don't know. But if you have the passion, then you're going to do it no matter what. Like, Tom, is it fair to say that in some cases, like this individual you're talking about, in some cases in the business, you can tell on attitude alone that this person or that person is probably going to be successful in the business. Would you say that's a fair yeah. statement or do things kind of get in the way of that? No, that, that's, that's a fair statement. That's an accurate statement. Um, the, what I found out uh, through my life and just through being in wrestling and through everything else, I know when I'm focused, I can do anything. Uh, the, tr- the trouble is staying focused. That, <laughs> yeah. That's not just me. It's a lot of people. And um, my focus in life was just to be a wrestler. I, I never um, I, I never put it on, I'm going to be a world champion. But once I got in, then I felt, you know, I could be a world champion. I, I could do whatever I want because people told me this was an impossible dream. All I wanted to do uh, was wrestle on a Friday night in the Sam Houston Coliseum. And then I did that and went to Los Angeles, wrestled in the Olympic Auditorium, and never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd wrestle in Madison Square Garden. But I did. And never in my wildest dreams would I ever be a world champion. But we're one half of the world tag team champions in, in WWF at that time. Was it the greatest tag team uh, division ever? No. But the fact is, uh, I accomplished that. So you have to keep that in mind. And if you really have that drive, you got to ask yourself, what is a guy like Ric Flair, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, uh, the Mankind, The Undertaker? What do those guys think? I've heard it said about every one of those guys I just mentioned. Oh, they're just marks for themselves. You have to be a mark for yourself. You have to have confidence. You got to believe, and you got to believe you're that guy. It's just like uh, if you want to hold office, and uh, I don't care. You you got to believe you can hold that office, and you can do great. Because if a, you don't, nobody else will. You make a great so, point. Yeah, I, attitude is the most important thing in this business. I think attitude is the most important thing in life. So yeah, by all means. I think you make a great point. I have to say that never in my life or my professional career have I ever regretted believing in myself too much. I've only regretted not believing in myself enough. And, you know, sometimes I maybe allowed 
the criticism to get to me and it's like oh maybe i need to be more down to earth or whatever and then i've seen you know one of my colleagues actually has just been talking about themselves as if they are you know the big thing on the show and over the course of a year it's become true you know and it's like these things do tend to manifest right it's like i think you know i heard batista say he said he was told he was asked the question are you here to make friends or are you here to make money and i feel like it's you know i feel like and like chris jericho says as well you know to be a top talent you've got to kind of be a bit of a dick you know has anyone ever got to the top and pleased everybody in the process you know yeah no uh but but the deal is um, when, when they use all these cliches that it's lonely at the top and uh, uh, whatever else they say. I mean, I listen to a lot of documentaries and a lot of people who, who, who were successful. I know where I'm, I know where I fouled up totally. Um, I, I, but I listened to, to a guy, Jim Carrey, the other day, and he talked about he wrote when he was, uh, gosh, just a kid, maybe 10 years old, maybe 11 years old, whatever it was. He wrote himself a $3 million check. Yep, I know this story. You know this. Yeah, okay. go for it. Please tell our listeners. But but but, but he he kept focusing on that, and he, he did try out stand-up and open mic, and, uh, he, you know, he had, at times, confidence uh, problems, confidence, lack of confidence. Uh, but but he kept focused and he kept seeing it, three million dollars. And when his dad died, he put that check in the casket, and he had three million dollars in the bank. So um, people can laugh, people can make fun, uh, all they want, but you're the one who has the last laugh when you become successful. Jericho, perfect example again of a guy. Who have you ever heard of Buckaroo Banzai in the, in the Eighth Dimension? I haven't actually. Okay, it's a crazy movie where he's a rock star, he's a brain surgeon, and he's a uh, uh, astronaut or scientist, some stuff. Just an incredible science fiction crap. But it, it reminds me of Jericho. Peter Weller is is the guy playing Buckaroo Banzai, if that means anything. And and Jericho's a, a rock star, a world champion wrestler, podcaster. And knows all these people. He grew up with a dream. He grew up envisioning himself there, and he didn't stop. You know, people try to tell him, "No, no, no." He got in fights with Goldberg, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, top guys in in the world of entertainment uh, who are much bigger than him, who had a bigger name than him at one time. He proved. Hell, on one night, he beat The Rock in Austin in one night to be the undisputed world champion. That's never going to happen. It sure did. So I, that, that's what I'm saying. A guy like The Miz was thrown out of the locker room, took yeah. his bags. He had to dress in the uh, uh, public restrooms with, with the fans. And it was embarrassing and humiliating. Yeah. But he came back, and he's a respected member on wwe and he he's done everything there is to do in the business and he continues to work hard continues to have that ethic so um it, it's simple it just ain't easy not a lot of people want to go through that that road uh that they that you got to go through and and do what you have to do 
because it takes a lot of work. And sometimes it's the little things um, that you don't want to do that are the connection to the big things that you want. You know, it's these little steps a lot of people forget about. Anybody can do all the big stuff. Anybody can do all the great stuff uh, that all you got to do is show up and sign. But it's getting there. It's it's the attitude along that way, along that path, uh, and and understanding with disappointment comes a lesson. And man, there's a lot of lessons in life that sometimes just go right over people's head, and they don't get it. Other other people take that lesson and learn from it. The Rock, another guy, man, talk about a life. You know, he went through a lot of hardship. Nobody under, understands or knows about until they've been through it. So. I, I truly believe what's possible is done and what's impossible will be done yeah. if you have the attitude and the wherewithal to do it. There's, um, there was something that I heard the other day and it was interesting. It wasn't within the realms of wrestling, but I was listening to, uh, it was a content creator and he said that his life changed when he started to treat. So there's time, there's money. And he says, but he feels there's, there, there, there's a third resource that's equally important. And he said he started to treat motivation as an expendable resource and for me i've found when i'm extremely motivated the work is easy the work's not a problem it's when i don't have the motivation the discipline is required but ideally i'd love to have the motivation do you have any tips or anything that you've used to help keep your students uh, in the past or wrestlers that you've trained motivated when it's tough or there's not much going on trust somebody trust somebody that you, that you know you can trust. And when they tell you this too shall pass and you can do it, trust them. Believe when they tell you. I think the reinforcement helps. Um, I, I never had that. I had people who, who helped me along the way, but I never had anybody really tell me they believed in me. So it was up to me. And when you're beat over the head so much, uh, with it like a baby seal, sometimes it, it takes a little while to get through. And I still go through it uh, at this point in my life. But I think having someone and finding someone, a good mentor or a good coach or a good friend or just a good ally, hard to find. Mm-hmm. But someone who tells you and someone who encourages you, uh, that helps with the motivation, especially in the downtimes, I've done it uh, and I've seen it happen. This summer, when when everything was going down, we had a promoter who was running shows. <sighs> another, <laughs> a different fella. Another one of my guys was was complaining and whining that it's not happening fast enough for him. He hadn't been in the business two years. Um, and, and he wants it now. I understand impatience. I, I, I get that. But I also told him, you have to build this road. You, you can't just get on it and think it's, it's you're ready. You're, you're not. You're not ready yet. Get your reps in right now. Learn the mistakes here. You're still going to mess up when you get there. But, but get as much learning now on this scale and this stage, do what you can to learn how to do TV. Because this guy was doing TV and he was still cutting promos. Still learning how to work the hard camera. A lot of people, you know, we've been doing it for years. But a lot of people, it's brand new when we say work the hard camera. What do you mean? Keep your head up. What do you mean? Well, body language. What do you mean? 
Let me show you. When you're having a tough time with it, uh, you need some, some people need a pat on the back. Some people need a kick in the ass. There ain't too much distance between either one. Yeah. So you got to figure that out as a coach or a mentor a lot of times. And sometimes I'll kick you in the ass and yell and scream. Other times I'll sit you down and say, look, stop, relax. Don't think about anything right now or tonight or for the next week. Just let your head go. Don't stress and don't overthink it because that's almost as bad as not thinking about it. Yeah. But just don't overthink it. And I think that I found that to help. And later on for me, I found it to help me too. It took someone else to tell me I had to sit down and not think about anything. Just let whatever comes in, comes in. And uh, don't overthink a lot of things. So when you're having a tough time with the motivation, just stop for a minute. Stop and breathe. Stop. Maybe you don't need to train today. Maybe you need to sit down. If you've been going for the last six months every single day, Maybe you need a day off because there is such thing as burnout. There is such thing as overkill. And uh, you just need to know where that line is. You know, Vince is a cyborg. He doesn't sleep. But he's that one-of-a-kind guy. Are you that one-of-a-kind guy? Are you that that driven? More power to you. But some people aren't. Some people do need to disconnect. Some people need to just sit for a day or sit for a couple hours. And that's all it takes. That's what. That's my experience anyway. I like it. It's uh, yeah, you need to know yourself. It's interesting. Like I remember seeing a documentary on Finn Balor, who you know has been actually is a great mentor to a lot of wrestlers. He gave me some amazing advice when I first got into the business. But in this documentary, he's saying, "Look, when I'm on the clock, I'm on the clock. When I'm in the gym, I'm going nuts." But he says, "When I go home, he goes home and he he builds Lego and models because he's just like I don't want to think about anything. I just want to build some right. Lego. Everyone get away from me, and then I'm good to go." And I was like, "That's pretty cool." And I think, again, yeah. knowing yourself is really important. And I think that's that's certainly helped me. Is uh, Sorry, my phone's going there. Uh, that's certainly helped me to, you know, have that sort of strategy. Because I think it's, it's probably better to be when you're focused all in on something. It's like I heard Triple H say as well, if you're going to be doing something, be in the moment with it. Be absolutely focused on what you're doing. But I think, like you say, maybe you do need a day away from it every so often. I like that. Um but Tom, that's a, an awesome episode there. Um, again, folks, thanks for tuning in again. It's good to have you all back. Tom, um, I understand that everyone can get your book on Amazon. Uh, what should they be searching for if they want to get that book? Well, they can get it on Amazon, but they can also go to jpwrestlingacademy.com. It's right on the first page now. They can just click that link. It takes them right to Amazon, and that's an easier way to do it. Plus, they can find out about the, the Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy at jpwrestlingacademy.com and all the information they want to know if they're looking to train in Knoxville, Tennessee is right there. I like it. I like it. I'm just on the website now having a look through. And Tom, um, where can they get you on social media? Uh, I am at Dr. Tom Pritchard on Twitter and also on Facebook. It's under Tom Pritchard, P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. And once again, uh, you can email us at jpwrestlingacademy at gmail.com. And uh, also, the JP Wrestling Academy is on Facebook too. So there's there's a couple of places uh, you can touch base. Awesome. Thanks again, Tom, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.